Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I can make anybody pretty. I can make you believe any lie. Oh, we did go with that one. I can make you pick right. somebody <laughs> I don't know this one. You don't need to know this one. You don't one. know you, you can't tell what region it's from? Yeah. <laughs> How long you been in North America for? Alcohol by Brad Paisley. Uh, you know, we're supposed oh to have God. an in-depth oh conversation Lord. about sobriety <laughs> in comedy. I don't think Brad P- well, whatever. Is this promoting? <laughs> yeah. I think it okay. is. You know, I was listening to uh, I was listening to this song this morning, yeah. and doing some crying. notes for the show. Yeah, drinking and crying <laughs> in the morning. Uh, no, I just cry sober now. But uh, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, "What's his message here? Is he talking about you know the 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 pitfalls, the potential pitfalls and hazards of alcohol? Mm. Kind of. But then he's also kind of like, but hey, I'm fun. So I don't know. It's a summer song, anyways. <laughs> uh, you guys. <laughs> Without further ado, welcome to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, we have two fantastic guests in studio today. We have John Mostyn. Hello. A comedian originally hailing from Scotland. He has since become, I would say, uh, a comedian's favorite fellow comedian. Okay. Here on the Toronto scene. You might not. You might not. I don't know. Wow, I, would say I hope so. my intro is less insulting. <laughs> you are beloved. No, audiences love him too. <laughs> He runs some shows here in town. Uh, he's a, he's an alum of the Humber Comedy Program. He's appeared at the Second City, the Cottage Country Comedy Festival, on Sirius XM at the Alt Dot Comedy Lounge. Uh, John Mostyn's in studio with us today, and our friend Alex Wood joins us as well. Welcome, Woody. My, my guest, so John Mostyn's here. Not a lot of people like him, but those that do like him quite a bit. Uh, just as fellow comedians are fans of his. Woody, you've got some good credits, too. I can pro- Well, you've just appeared at the Toronto Fringe, of course. Uh, your debut comedy album, Shot to Number One on iTunes. Your podcast, Alex Wood Quits Everything, uh, got a lot of attention, even landing him on the Today Show, uh, talking, of course, about his, his adventures and journey into sobriety and just quitting a lot of, I guess, habits that were, in one way or another, having a negative impact on your life, holding you back. Uh, and, of course, uh, Alex Wood also regularly appears on stage at Yuck Yucks Comedy Clubs, Welcome to the show, boys. Thanks. Well, you know, I can make anybody pretty. I, <laughs> I can make you believe any lie. I can make you pick a fight with someone twice your size. Yeah. Sorry, those are the lyrics to Brad Paisley's did, magnum oh, opus, Alcohol. That's right. Uh, which he Googled, by the way. Don't I didn't realize that. This, you know, I'm just reading it off the forehead yeah. tattoo. Uh, yeah, it's. I guess it's written from the perspective of alcohol. of alcohol. Yeah, alcohol is the narrator here. You know, those are all true things. Well, really, I was, I was like, what's a song? And there's so many songs, of course, about uh, about alcohol. And I even went through the list of Bob Dylan's theme time radio hour. I went through his his alcohol episode, his drinking episode, and I was like, what are some good? And there were some pretty dark ones. So I went with I went with I went with either that the Brad Paisley one. Or Rehab by Amy Winehouse, which is such a hammer over the head. It's such a cliche at this point. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. That's true. For all the parrot heads out there, Buffett fans. Uh, Today, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, sobriety in comedy. Both of you uh, have experienced more recently, I would say, uh, the changes that have happened with going sober in comedy. Both of you, well, both of you have quit alcohol. Yeah. Quit drinking alcohol. And Alex's podcast, of course, covers 
pretty much every kind of sobriety imaginable. <laughs> you quit everything up to like what gossip, pornography. Uh, yeah, and my credit cards. Your credit cards. So I this was all during one. the podcast, and then, like I said on the podcast, when it ended, I would reintroduce some things and um, learn how to moderate with them. So, what has come back into your life since the podcast? Uh, for instance, coffee, because I'll have at most two cups a day now instead yeah. of like eight, so I can handle it. Which is all right. Yeah. No. Yeah. The most I'll have is two. This is my second cup today, and it will be my last. I. I. That's actually my same rule of thumb. Coffee is between- the hardest one to quit. Coffee yeah. is a hard one. Like oh I, my God. I was given coffee since I was like six years old. It's that's like, what? Thing. so wow. Yeah. So I European. almost broke the swear rule right there. That explains so much. It, it really does, right? It didn't stump <laughs> you my know growth. When someone you've known for a long time says like eight words, and you're like, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I would like to say, uh, single uh, ladies listening to the show, it has not stunted my growth. My personality is questionable, but uh, the John coffee. looked right at me. <laughs> this is a man wearing growth. sunglasses inside right now, <laughs> thinking that you're being pretentious. I love it. That's true. No, I was. Uh, I'm sorry a, I'm so roasty. I'll, my, I'll no, you can be as roasty as you want. That's pretty much what this show is, uh, or it turns into that. My my grandparents are Finnish, though, and that's like a Finnish thing. Is They consume the most in the world per capita, so they would give it to me as a kid with like every meal. You would have like, and the strong stuff that's like boiled in a pot on the stove. French people are crazy. They are, yeah, they're weird. Weird, yeah. Yeah, very uh, stoic, dark. uh, Elfish. Inward, elfish, (laughs) elfish people. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, uh, especially between, you know, radio and stuff, like coffee's been a big one for me. European culture in general is just insane. All my European friends. It is. It's like putting my brandy gener- on the gums. Yeah, my first generation Canadian friends. Like, I'll talk to them and I'll be like, oh, yeah, man, I was getting drunk at bush parties when I was 14. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, I, I get it. I was shooting heroin when I was eight. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I was at my uncle's. Uh, and then they named some Ukrainian holiday I've never heard of. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's insane. But I mean, if you can get, I, I think if you can, you know, live a life in comedy and, and if coffee is possibly your worst vice you might be you might be on the the high end of things you 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 get off luckily with that but i do want to get into what you both have experienced with cutting out the drinking and going sober in comedy because it is very much tied in with or it can be tied in with you know the lifestyle and the job and the culture around it and all that stuff so we'll come back and get into some of those stories right here on inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto Hey, I'm John Catucci from You Gotta Eat Here. So when I'm not eating food, I'm listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical, which is perfect. One of our guests, John Mostyn, is wearing uh, sunglasses <laughs> indoors. <laughs> They're prescription. I can't see them. Are, they, yeah, <laughs> Are they from Hakeem? Oh, yeah. What a line. <laughs> If no, they're, they're not, not from Hakeem, you, you know, <clears throat> you got to remove those in the Hakeem Optical Studio. Okay, they're definitely from Hakeem then. <laughs> it's funny go. to tease someone about doing something nerdy and then they defend themselves with, it's prescription. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, we're, we're getting into sobriety and comedy today, and both of you have had your own experiences with making that change in your life. And also, it's been reflected in your material. Like, John, certainly, yep. you know, I've seen you, I think, pretty much since you moved to Toronto. and. Yep. And obviously, I know a lot of your material, but you started talking about that a lot on stage yep. as it was happening, cutting out cutting out the drinking. And Alex Wood, of course, we were talking before the break, his podcast, Alex Wood Quits Everything, sort of documented your journey into quitting, well, really everything, right? It wasn't just alcohol, it was drugs, and then it was even sort of social, was social media was one of them for a while? 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I've influenced kings and world leaders. I, <laughs> yeah. I helped Hemingway write like he did. Yo, no, God. sorry, you're still Brad reading Paisley's alcohol, alcohol lyrics by Brad again. Paisley. I just really like that song, and it speaks to me. You know, it's a good summer jam. He needs to do one about, like, Virgin Caesars or something. That's what. If you were to give me a multiple-choice quiz, like, one of the following artists mentions Ernest Hemingway quite prominently in one of their songs. Brad Paisley wouldn't be Brad Paisley would not be my guest. Yeah. Uh I think he's in the upper, well, maybe he's in like the upper echelon then of like current pop country singers, maybe. I've heard his name a lot. I can't, you know, I can't picture like as his far face. as someone, I, like I would, if you were to say who's going to reference Ernest Hemingway, I would definitely pick Brad Paisley over like, you know, Rascal Flats or something. And I would I can't be right. Speak intelligently apparently. to the music of Rascal Flats. I no, didn't realize can I? My, my love of current country music doesn't run as deep as yours, Dean. <laughs> I, I, we, we used <laughs> to have them. I didn't, I don't know them either. You know what? We had, we had a country station here at Chorus some years ago, and I heard a lot of that stuff. But it's not a station anymore here. It's no, because we played Rascal Flats. Well, that was so it doesn't exist. Come on, man. You got to figure out why that's not a station anymore. It turns out there is such a thing as too much Keith Urban, and that's like one song <laughs> will do it. Uh, but for both of you guys, I want to get into, and I, I have some stories of my own because that's, alcohol something I cut out of my life as well. You know, now I'm just a boring old cat dad. Okay. Just, I, I didn't get rid of pot because, you know. I, oh, you didn't? No, not at all. No, okay. no, no. I still like weed. So, so judgmental <laughs> right? in that tone. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you didn't? No, you oh. Didn't. Oh, okay. How's that going for you? You even lost your accent. <laughs> <laughs> you did, yeah. Oh, you didn't. You yeah. kept that in there. Yeah. Weed and pineapple juice. That's my thing now. But what was the, I'll go to you first, John. What was the, what was really, because I know, obviously, you know, landing in a different city and in a different country, and Alex knows this too. I remember when you moved here from, from the Ottawa stand-up scene, you know, you come to Toronto, you're hitting all these mics and stuff, and there's a massive amount of comics, quote unquote. There's some amateurs or some open micers, but it's so flooded this scene here. And you're doing a lot of shows where you might be at the back room of a bar at one in the morning and there's five comics on their phones waiting to go up and no one cares what you have to say. So I feel like, especially in Toronto, you know, hanging out at the bar and get, trying to get to know people and, and alcohol becomes a huge part of that culture and that lifestyle. So was it something that for you, you maybe wrestled with before you came here or did this happen as a result of kind of... No, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm from Glasgow and Glasgow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big drinking culture They've had Glasgow. a drink or two. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like life revolves around drinking and like heavy drinking. So it's just the norm, even as a, like a teenager yeah. growing up. Um, and I always drank a lot. So, and then I came here, same thing happened, started going into the comedy scene and, you know, like, you drink because you know you meet everyone in the comedy scene. You're trying to like make friends, say hi to people, and like I would do that. I get smashed drunk because I'd be so nervous or yeah, like, anxious yeah. around people that like people that I looked up to. You know, I'd see comics, I'd be like, oh man, and then I couldn't talk unless I was smashed. Yeah, I had the same thing actually. Like, cause you start, you know, you you start meeting these people that you might already be familiar with, and you want to sort of ingratiate yourself with them and become friends with them and like do shows with them and all this stuff so you spend all these nights hanging out until the bar closes with all these people and there is that feeling too i found that especially when you're starting out comedy sort of gives you free license mm. to just be like well this is part of the life this is part of the job i work in bars every night you know and then before you know it you start making a few bucks every yeah. show and then that just goes right into the back into the venue uh, what about you, Woody? I know you've wrestled with a few things, but for you, when did it sort of come to a turning point where you were like, ah, I don't really need this in my life anymore? 
Uh, well, alcohol specifically, it was out of my hands. I got pancreatitis uh, yeah. twice in 2015. So, at a pr- there, pretty there, young age, that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> unprecedented, I guess, according to my doctor. But um, <laughs> is that just from drinking? You get that? Yeah. Oh well. Twice. Well, drinking and if you have an excessive well, amount of red meat. Okay. And also, when you get it the first time, you're really supposed to take that seriously and go off the sauce for a good long year. Oh, yeah. And my doctor even said that. And then even after you come back, you got to have like a beer at a hockey game maybe. <clears throat> and I <laughs> didn't listen to that. Yeah. That's the most the Canadian doctor of all time. The first, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you got pancreatitis. Just ease up. Ease up. <laughs> so yeah. the first time you were told uh, you have pancreatitis from too much alcohol, you were like, uh, in your head, you just told walk it off, champ. That no, was, I was going to I was gonna go a year without alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But it was is that, my initial plan. Did you find comedy was hard for that because you're just around it all the time and because that's oh, yeah, such a part definitely. of the game? definitely. Yeah. And then it's also, too, is you're always going to compare your life to other people's. Of course, especially in this. And in comedy, there's always a more decrepit addict ruining their life so much more than you are. (laughs) So you can always be like, oh, I'm doing all right. I'm not, you know, insert the name of the person we're all thinking right now. (laughs) We all are, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're obviously talking about an amalgamation of like 18 different people we've all met. But you know what I'm saying? Like you you always think like, well, I'm I'm not that guy. He's broke. He's got four divorces, and he's, like, going to die from alcohol abuse right now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's not me, so I'm doing all right. That's true. All right, I want to touch on this a bit more. We'll be right back with Alex and John on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Rhiannon Archer, and you're listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on the Global News Radio Network 640 Toronto, MP4, KW8, 905 What now? What? 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 <laughs> Did I even say it right? Welcome back. You're tuned into Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking all things inside comedy, and this week we're we're delving into sort of what what the relationship is between addiction and comedy and alcohol and drugs and all that stuff. We have John Mostyn in studio with us today. Hello. And Alex Wood, and we're talking about uh, what it takes, I guess, to uh, to to sort of go clean and sober mm. while living a life in comedy, and it it is so much tied in with you know, the culture of doing stand-up comedy and the lifestyle that comes with it. Um, we are talking before the break about how, and Alex, you were talking about how you got pancreatitis uh, because of, was that really was just because of alcohol? Really, oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And how, how it, it it is hard to sort of walk away from that temptation when, to, when it's in front of you all the time. Um, do you guys, what, what's it like now for you guys? Obviously, you've both been sober for a while has it changed the way you sort of approach the social aspect of comedy, the, you know, hanging out in the green room, hanging out after shows? Is there still that element of temptation for you? No. There's no? no? There's no temptation, but I feel like uh, I, I actually socialize more. Yeah. You know, there's only the, the point of the night where everyone's getting, like, a bit sloppy drunk. Yeah. That's when I, I say, okay, I'm going home. That's when you're out. And I don't yeah. miss anything because that's those few hours are... You know, people That's, don't remember them anyway, right? Yeah, so I, yeah. I can still hang out with people until a point where then they're continuing the drinking on and I'm just tired and going home. So actually, I, you know, I find that being sober, I've been actually more sociable. And because people in the comedy scene know that I don't drink, there's no temptation. No one's, you know, trying to egg me on to do it or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Everyone's very respectful for the most part in the community. So 
um, it, you know, no one even cares. No, one, you don't even notice anymore. You know, I find that too. Actually, like it's if anything, the cl- the clarity helps, and mm. it's sort of there's a peace of mind to it with being around that, and then you're just like, well. At at one point when you feel comfortable with it, you're just going to go off and do your own thing anyways. Well, I find also like since getting sober is there's a lot of people in the scene who are don't drink or don't yeah. drink a lot that don't really talk about it too much either. So when when I came out being sober, a lot of people just came, you know, came up, talked to me and told me that they didn't drink as well. And it makes it even better because sometimes you're on shows with people that don't do it. So it's not, there's no pressure, yeah. you know. There's, you know, you're not, and you know, you're not missing anything. That's one thing part. I worried about too. Actually, was that, you know, you you almost have that feeling in the back of your head of, oh, is this going to make me like a little bit of a social pariah, right? Like I'm sort of, but it's not that case at all because there is a lot of of that in comedy. And realistically, like once you get to a point, you guys both certainly know, you know, it gets to a point where okay, this isn't a hobby anymore. I'm actually pursuing this. You kind of don't have a lot of spare energy. Yeah, to just be feeling like crap all the time and to be burning yourself out and running it at both ends, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. Yeah, one of the main reasons why I stopped drinking actually was because once I started doing comedy like more and getting better at it, I was going out every night and getting drunk every yeah. single night, and then every morning I'd wake up hungover, anxious. Then I wouldn't do any writing, wouldn't be productive. Yeah, I just feel like garbage, and the only thing that would make me feel better is to go out again, drink that night, and it would just be like a a cycle of just you know just drinking being feeling like crap drinking again and then i was just got to the point where i was like well i can either keep doing this which i'd been doing for like 20 years of my life yeah or i could actually be have a go at doing comedy and be sober i couldn't do both together i just had to make the choice and so i decided that drinking wasn't going to be a part of comedy or my life yeah i would agree with that and woody if anytime you want to jump in on that i have a similar experience to that well uh, yeah it's like it's a lot like being Batman, except you're not like, you know, jumping around rooftops, like helping people. You're just getting <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Like, cause when John, that's what I thought of when John was talking about, like he only felt good. He swore, but I, I won't do that. I <laughs> respect the global entertainment empire, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty f-ing crazy. <laughs> oh, anyways. Uh, yeah. Like that's John karma. was saying, it's, you don't. you don't even realize at the time you're like i only feel good when i'm drunk yeah and that's what i meant it's being it's like being batman because you're supposed to be bruce wayne sober like doing great things but then like this batman guy keeps you keep seeing this signal at night and you're like i gotta go there's three dollar tequila shots down the street they need me (laughs) that's true and i for me it came to a head it was on that tour last year it was like you know you almost have and i had stuff going on in my personal life uh so listeners of this show know enough about that and if you don't get my album life hack that's a whole diary of all that garbage anyways but i had you know <laughs> just laughing so hard yes. that's such painful memories i don't know why but i like that he's laughing i recorded it i but you know i had this stuff going on in life so then i sort of it was almost i gave myself a free pass to just be like well i'm a comedian so i could just do this whenever i'm in you know at shows and stuff and it sort of came to a head for me on that tour cuz i was like well now i'm on the road this is a vacation but it's a working vacation but it's a vacation and the entire time i spent that entire month and a half just loaded pretty much the entire time and there was one particular show we did in Banff where it was like and we taped it we shot some of these shows and we were looking at the tape later on and it was so bad, I did like half of the same set 
twice. Ooh. Yeah. So I went up and then I went back Yowza. up. And we so we kind of went back up twice that show. We did a long show and I came back up and I started doing like the same material. And Natish at the time was like, bro, you just did that <laughs> stuff earlier. Because we're sitting in a motel room all day just drinking bourbon. Because yeah. that's a good idea. Just drink drink straight bourbon for six hours in a motel in the middle of the forest and then go do a show that people are paying Daytime you to Daytime brown liquor never <laughs> ends in a yeah. good night. And that was the first time for me where I was like, because I've always, you know, I've always sort of prided myself on, you know, if comedy's your job, treat it like any job. Treat it like you would treat any day job, right? Yes, you work in clubs and bars and stuff like that. But it was the first time for me where comedy what comedy was ever affected by that you know where a job was ever affected by that we were watching this tape afterwards and it's like you guys can barely talk right now so it was after that point i was kind of like well what am i doing i'm just going 90 miles an hour into a brick wall but uh anyways all right we'll come back with more really fun finding stories about alcohol abuse right here on inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto Hey, this is Kenny Robinson, and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, talking about the T-Dot. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see comedy more clearly. That's uh, <laughs> That was Sandra's slogan that she came up with for them. I don't know if they're aware of that. Uh, or well, or do they use that? I don't know. John Mostyn was laughing again. John Mostyn is a man who's in studio today with sunglasses on like he's Corey Hart or something and just mocking everything that comes out of our mouths. It is funny that you right now look like you were up all night doing because of the sunglasses <laughs> inside. Like That's the true, actually. Harsh. The sobriety episode is just a guy with shades on covered in tattoos. Yeah. laughing at us all uh we have john mostyn and alex wood in studio with us if you're just tuning in we're talking about uh sobriety and comedy and sort of i guess you could say the pressures uh and the culture of comedy and how drugs and alcohol are so intertwined do either of you guys have a particular incident you would say where you know drinking maybe made for not such good experience on stage did that ever john for you did that ever overlap or interfere for you because it's sort of half of your time that you've been in in canada doing stand-up i guess since you've been sober right mm. yeah you what you mean like the having been too drunk on stage yeah but, yeah um i mean there's certainly being hammered on stage and not remembering my set and then like nothing nothing like bad has happened yeah but i've certainly just been a drunk man getting laughed at by people, you know, like just dance for me, rummy kind of thing, you know, like yeah. it's just oh, a, that's great. Yeah. You know, and you're just <laughs> dance for me, rummy. That's all they're, And you think you're, you think you're hilarious, right? You yeah. think you're killing, but all they are doing is laughing at a drunk person. And then the next day you don't remember your set. So there's no point in you. Like there's no point of you even doing it. You know, you just remember, Oh, I had a good time. But yeah. In reality, you're just hammered partying in front of people yeah and, and then sort of yeah and then when i see that now when i see someone who's really drunk or really high on stage you're just kind of like ugh, you know like they they think they're having a good time but when you're watching it as an audience member you're just like uh this is not we're just this is a little sad the high thing especially i you know because there's a lot of comics who can really pull it off like you know mike rita of course who's been on the show a few times you know he'll do like just he'll just chain dabs all night and just go up on some, but that's his thing. That's mm. what he does. I watch that and I'm horrified. I could never, like, I've never been able to be stoned at all on stage. That is one thing I could say. I had to leave Vapor Central recently. Just on the Sunday night. Because I was waiting to go on stage and there was like 200 people there all smoking. Yeah. And 
before I was getting on stage, I just, all my sentences were getting very confused in my head. And I was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I'm high just from the smoke in the room. It does happen, yeah. And then, sure. I st- and then before I was going on stage, I was like, I don't think I can do this. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. And I had to run out. And then I went down to the subway and I let like five subway cars pass me on the way there. I just was so confused as to what I was doing and where I was. It was horrible. I don't know how people do it. I don't know either. Like, you know, I enjoy the the quote unquote weed rooms and there's some there definitely are some good ones in Toronto, but I've never, the idea of that has always terrified me. Because I know myself well enough, like if I'm stoned, I have to just go, home and be at home i can't like the idea of getting up in front of an audience just seems daunting to me what about you alex was there ever a time and i've seen you of course over the years that you've lived in toronto especially obviously i remember very well before you actually quit drinking and all that stuff i don't remember any times when you would go up and be like oh this guy's obviously in the thick of it but i think we get pretty good at hiding it too and i think you get that energy just by going on stage to just kind of plow through that right i i got you in trouble in high school (laughs) In college, now that was a ball. Sorry, that's Brad Paisley's alcohol. One more time. Uh, I'm going to make that joke 47 more times in the next 20 minutes. That's fine. Um, for sure. Like, I, I was on stage high at one of the weed rooms once. This is when I used to smoke weed all day, every day. And yeah. I was on stage. And, like, this never happened to me when I was performing high, but I just completely spaced out. Like, I mean, I ended a sentence and didn't even remember didn't what I had go. just said yeah. or what I was supposed to say next. So I went to explain to the audience, like, that I was too high for the show, and I said, "Sorry, I'm weed." <laughs> and like that got a I huge laugh, obviously. So you know, that's those times. It's like, oh, this is silly and fun. But then other times, I was on stage, like completely hammered. Like John said, didn't remember my set. Was like, oh man, you think you wake up in the morning, like, oh, I wonder what I did at that party last night. You're like, what? My career might be over. What did I say on stage last night? Yeah, one of those is scary. And then when I'm in my early twenties, I um, I. It's a famous Ottawa comedy story, but I threw up on stage. Oh, was that at the roast? No. Although I I was always blackout at the roast. I think everybody was, yeah. But But yeah, at the... um, I know, I was just hosting that night, and I started the show. I was just dope sick. I was in this like really awful downward spiral, and I went on stage. I hadn't eaten in like three days. I chugged a cup of coffee and a beer right before I went on stage to like... Oh, God. Because I had been performing on Coke for like two straight months. And I did all that and then went on stage and just 40 seconds into the show, like I didn't, I, I said the headliner's name as the host and then threw up into my pine class before I could <laughs> oh even, God. and the best part of the story is the first line I was saying in my joke was, I recently joined a gym. <laughs> and, it, and it, so it goes, I recently joined a gym and then threw up into my pine class. It's almost like accidental Neil Hamburger. What, what, what did the audience, how did the, how did they react to that? Well, then the two doormen ran the garbage can to the front of the stage. Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to need that. And then as soon as I finished that sentence, just hurled my guts out into the garbage can. And the crowd was just uh, like silent. And there were a few people who were like actually gasping. Oh. And then after that, it finished. And the doormen were like, are you going to do the set? And I said, yes. And I could tell them the mic was picking up our conversation a little bit. And then they said, do you need anything? And I was like, yeah, maybe a ginger ale. My tummy feels a little weird. <laughs> and that got a huge laugh. And then I just did. Yeah. I was like, let me explain what happened. And I just lied to them. I said I had the flu. Well, and I, then, hope, I hope you actually actually said tummy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for certain. I knew everything I was doing. I was like, if this line doesn't get a laugh, I'm f- not going to do well. I'm effed. The flu is a good cover, though. I used kind of, there was uh, Just for Laughs a couple of years ago where I, I went and met uh, Aisha Alpha at this show at the works after the one I was, and I went there and I told everybody I had food poisoning, but I didn't. I was just loaded. But like college 
blackout St. Patrick's Day drunk where you like I had to leave the works. I had to like run into a cab, go to my friend's condo and basically kick his door open and just start projectile vomiting all over the hardwood floors of his condo and his dogs trying to eat it. But I told everybody the rest of the week, I was like, I had food poisoning. You get good at covering this stuff. That's the thing, right? You get smart with that. No one believes you anyway. No one (laughs) believes. No, no, probably not. Probably not. All right. We'll be right back on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And this week we're talking about sobriety and comedy and... uh, whether it's difficult to sort of cut drugs and alcohol out of your life when you're working and living as a stand-up comedian. Uh, Of course, everybody knows that it is kind of a big part of the lifestyle. There's that whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing, except it's Canadian comedy, so there's markedly less sex and definitely 100% less stardom. But the drugs are there. Don't speak for all of us, man. Right? The drugs are there. The alcohol's there. And we're talking to John Mostyn and Alex Wood today, both of whom have have gone sober and both of whom have talked about that a lot in recent years in their comedy uh, and living that off stage as well. Um, We were talking before the break about just instances where, you know, alcohol might have been a factor in either bombing on stage or, in Alex's case, throwing up on stage, throwing up into a pine glass. What? How do you feel you're different now on stage, John, in the years that you've been sober and have quit drinking? Do you feel that your your energy and your presence on stage is different now than it was before? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Much more confident, much more, uh, you know, uh, fun, uh, funnier for sure. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, more energy. Everything changes, you know, because all the, all the things, all the reasons why I drank before going on stage would be like nerves or because I wasn't confident or because I, I didn't think I'd be funny without drinking. All those things, I'm actually a lot better at sober. So it's like almost like, yeah, it's it's weird how your brain makes you think you need to be drunk or high to be on stage. Yeah. And then when you actually, you just have to get through the hard part of doing it for the first time. The first couple of times suck and it's like very nerve wracking. But once you get through it. It's fine. It's even. It's the same as being out and being sociable. You know, you See, think you need it. I got to be honest. I disagree. Like, I know that since I quit drinking, it might not be like you know the right thing to say, but if I'm being honest, since I quit drinking, I found John a lot less funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for me, guys. Uh, you guys have a good show. I'm just, I, Ooh, that's a walk I'm just off. Glad it wasn't more Brad Paisley lyrics. Walk off. Yeah, no, no, no. It is such a misnomer, though. That's so true. The whole confidence thing. It's like this liquid courage, and I understand it. You know, the first few times, like you said, like our, the first time I ever went on stage ha- fell on my birthday, so it was easy. It was like. I'll get a bunch of friends out, which never happens once you actually start doing comedy. You will lose all your friends, your non-comic friends. But it was like, yeah, I would have to. Get, I got hammered to go on stage the first time. And you do that maybe the first couple times, but then you fall into that pattern where it's like, okay, I'm up third. All I need is a pint or two before I go up, and then you just fall into that repetition, right? No. But once you strip that away, you do really realize like this wasn't part of the equation at all. Of yeah, it's just a crutch, right? Really, is a crutch. Well, also. Beating addiction, I think John knows, is like you're just trying to constantly outthink it. At least that's the way yeah. it is for me because your addiction is throwing all of these logical fallacies at you, but they sound so airtight and if you don't poke those holes. Yeah. And like that's one that I know I dealt with. So if I, I struggled on stage, I maybe, you know, 
a couple times in my whole life, but uh, one of those times was <laughs> I was trying not yeah, to I can't laugh. Believe nobody, yeah. I can't believe no one laughed. I, I was like, I guess bite. it's just believable. It's just <laughs> believable. That's why it wasn't funny. Well, we haven't been on the Today Show, so we're gonna just uh, yeah, believe everybody, it. yeah, comedy hotbed that is NBC's <laughs> Today Show. What we all watched as kids, dreaming one day we'd That's get right. on. So uh, <laughs> with Megan Kelly, <laughs> it was David Letterman and Megan Kelly growing up for me. That's who I want. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, I remember I one of those times I, I didn't do well that I could count on one hand over 13 years is uh, was a couple months after I quit drinking. And I remember so vividly being like, I can't I can't be funny without alcohol because I'm so stressed all the time. Yeah, and I was playing all that. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you not remember how many hundreds of times over the past few years that you blamed something that happened in a bad way to you on alcohol mm. including yeah. a bad set where i was like oh man i was too drunk like it wasn't even the kind of boozy where the crowd's laughing it was like they're like i paid money you're f-ing hammered yeah yeah um no it's true yeah yeah <laughs> you have to think at that time remember those times you know what i mean and that's why i found that with cigarettes a lot when i quit smoking is like that's the one you have to constantly remind yourself like i wanted to quit this yes Do you know what i yeah. mean a lot of times when you when you quit cigarettes you're like oh my god this is impossible and i was so much happier before no remember how miserable you were yep. you know what i mean yeah and you do really and with alcohol that was definitely a a, a good because you give yourself these rationales right oh yeah you always rationalize in your head you're like well you'll frame it as well i'm sad about something so you know this is just i deserve this or i'm treating myself with i'm self-medicating or i'm celebrating something or well this is a big show i'm gonna have some fun and cut loose here and then before you know it, you're just blowing it because of that. You know, bingo night with my aunt. I mean, what else am I, <laughs> yeah. what am I supposed to do? And it just bleed. You know, that just keeps on sort of snowballing. Where you're like, well, tomorrow I won't do this, but yeah. today it's fine because X, Y, Z. And then just you know, tomorrow never gets there. There's you always just- a reason. I always hear when people want to quit booze, they're like, I'm going to quit, and then they're like, well, but my birthday's next week. Yeah. And then there's Christmas, so I'm going to wait till after Christmas. But then after Christmas is val, you know, there's always something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. single. It's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. Right. Oh man. And then of then course. Easter, you know, I gotta yeah. get drunk at Easter. <laughs> well, and the clarity, like even with simple stuff, it's like you know, you get hammered, and then let's say you're like you're on your phone or something, you're on social media, which as comics you have to unfortunately spend a lot of time on that stuff. You know, you're answering people, you're booking things, whatever you're doing, and that whole thing where you're checking the next day and being like, how did I phrase that? What did I say? Who did I message that to? You know, so y- you sort of have to like think about how that clarity is going to change things and open things up for you. And it is not, you know, not to sort of preach and be holier than that, but it really does. You do get an appreciation for it right away where it's sort of like, this feels so much better. Yeah. I don't have this, these extra weights on my back. And even how you were talking earlier, John, about how, you know, you would go do a set, get drunk the whole time. And then the next day it just goes in that cycle where, well, now you're burnt out and you're sluggish and you have this weird guilt that's hanging over you. So you're not going to do all the things you were going to do that next day. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, then five days in a row, you're just doing the easy set that you already want to do. Oh yeah. Because you don't have that time or energy to push yourself to go and work on something new. Yeah. You don't get, you don't advance yourself at all if you're just drinking all the time. You You do. Yeah. You're just trying. Yeah. You're doing your same old set and hoping that it crushes and there's no there's no advancement you know for yourself yeah you just kind of get stuck in that same muck all right we're talking all things sobriety and comedy today with john mostyn and alex wood we'll be right back on inside jokes global news radio 640 toronto you're listening to inside jokes 
with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, we've been talking today about sobriety and comedy and uh, sort of the way that alcohol and drugs can tie in with the lifestyle and the culture in stand-up comedy, but not necessarily. We have two guests that have joined us today who uh, who both have gotten to a point in their careers and in their life where they quit alcohol, cut alcohol out of their life, and uh, you might say their their comedy careers are even better for it. We have John Mostyn in studio with us. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't say anything all day unless he's laughing at you. That's what that's what he's. Doing. And Alex Wood joins us in studio. Brad Paisley new album drops <laughs> August fourteenth. I'm going home to listen to Brad Paisley. I need Are to you know. Go home and I don't know who that, that is. Uh, you really don't. Just yeah, you don't know who it is no, at all. I've never heard them. Yeah, it's uh okay. I'll yeah. ju- I'll say this: if you're gonna give Brad Paisley a chance, don't judge him by the first fourteen songs. Really, <laughs> yeah, go through the whole catalog. Okay. It's very nuanced. He gr- he'll grow on you. Six months from now, you'll be on here telling us about how you had to quit Brad Paisley. So oh, that's wow. I, yeah. Well, he's an acquired taste, but then once it gets under your skin. That's oh, it. Geez. Like a sharp cheese. He's the sharp <laughs> cheese of country music. All right. John Boston, where can our listeners find you next, see you on stage, listen to you, all the good things? Uh, I'm going to be at Comedy Bar on Saturday for Todd Van Allen's Write'em Up show, where right. uh, we roast comedians doing their set, which will be fun. And I have my own show on Saturday 4th of August at the Comedy Bar again called Best Of, which is a great show, 7pm, $10 ticket. Fantastic. And yeah, Write'em Up's a lot of fun too. Yeah. That's a good format. Alex Wood, where can people find your stuff? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter for all of my dates. Wood, like my last name, Wood Comedy. And uh, I have uh, season two of the podcast, Alex Wood Quits Everything, is going to come out September. And if you follow me on the aforementioned Twitter, you can get a... I'm, I hate this part. <laughs> you can get all the... Uh, I don't know. My name's Alex Wood. Try and follow me. There's an, a Los Angeles Dodger pitcher named Alex Wood. Don't be confused. That's not me. If you Google Alex Wood comedian, he'll come up. I'll tell you right now. All of his yucks dates. You can find the podcast. The po- what, what comes next after the podcast before we wrap here, Woody? Cause you, you- so season one was all about quitting vices that affect yeah. me negatively. And then season two is going to be about quitting things that I think affect the world negatively. So I don't have the whole list made yet, but I know, for instance, uh, bottled water is on it. Oh, buying one of the new, dumbest. Buying yeah. new clothes is on it. And uh, things more of the environmental nature, but also uh, things in my behavior that I think doesn't really help anybody that that maybe I can't get into on here. Yeah, okay, fantastic. And now for your weekly listings. And the world-famous Just for Laughs Festival continues in Montreal. Hit up hahaha.com for tickets, event info, schedules, and more. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times or our TV show The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... And start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for this week's Comedy RX featuring Alex Wood. I uh, quit drinking and hard drugs 10 months ago. Yeah, that's the reaction that gets every time. Uh, I had to quit drinking. I got pancreatitis twice last year. You only get pancreatitis from drinking too much. 
I got it for the second time and my family doctor was like, I have never seen somebody get pancreatitis twice in the same year. I could have you forcibly committed to a rehab facility against your will. I'm not even trying to scare you. The next time you binge drink, you could actually die in your sleep. And then I tell that to Canadian audiences and they're like, you're a you should have kept drinking, buddy, come on. <laughs> but nope, all the booze and hard drugs is out of my life. Now I just drink tea, everybody. Woo! Yeah, if you're not drinking peppermint tea, you are late to the party, everybody. Oh my god, it's really nice on a brisk day like today. There's antiseptics in it, there's anti-inflammatories. I just read an article that, I hate my life now, I hate it. Uh, it's tea. <laughs> Check out John Mostyn and Alex Wood. You, of course, have been listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And keep it tuned right here for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta.